It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in to another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. District 1 and 2 every week in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined by Ryan Skaggs. What's going on, Skaggs? What is up? Just more snow. That's all. You know, that's what we do up here north. It's just snow. <laughs> yeah, have there been school cancellations, game postponements, that type of stuff? No, because we're actually tough up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me ripping on my southern Idaho brethren. <laughs> oh, I see. Now I thought you were taking a dig at Washington because we'll we'll talk about you know. Yeah, not them too, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> digging at Boise schools too. I saw they had a snow day. Earlier, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, where I live in for now, where I live in in East Idaho, um, a lot of snow here also. So, uh, it turns out you know trying to sell a house and uh, in a blizzard, you know, tougher than it, <laughs> tougher than uh, selling it when it's nice outside. Uh, we got like four or five inches of snow the day the realtor came over to take pictures and post the house that we're trying to sell and stuff. So it was <laughs> interesting. a sign in the ground with frozen dirt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Our realtor was like, uh, I might have to come back with some boiling water to get this bad boy put in, but we'll see. So yeah. I'm like, how do they put that in there? It's, here to be just jam it in the snowbank left from the city plows, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the berm that's yeah, left over, yeah, stake it in the berm <laughs> for sure. Stake it in the berm, that's our podcast title. Write that down real quick, okay? So, yeah, we're, we're talking about weather because I think the biggest story from North Idaho last week, Ryan, was this the first ever uh Nike Northwest Invitational Showcase event that was put on by North Idaho College and, and Nike. Obviously, there were some other corporate sponsors in there as well. NIC, any chance you could give us that contact info for Nike? Get some of that sweet Nike dough coming our way. <laughs> Gatorade was in on that too. <laughs> yeah, they got some heavy hitters. Good job there by uh, Corey Simmons, uh, the, the men's basketball coach at NIC. Uh, it was supposed to be four of Idaho's best against four of Washington's best. It was going to be uh, Lapway against Linden. Yep. You were going to have uh you were going to have a Waihee play Rainier Beach. You were going to have Lake City play Garfield, and then Coeur d'Alene was going to play North Central. What happens, first of all, is Garfield. I don't know what's going on at Garfield High over in Seattle, but uh they've got an interim coach now, and they were like uh Coeur d'Alene Press did a nice job of reporting on all this. They said basically Garfield was like, uh, with an interim coach we don't want to go over there and walk into the lion's den. So we're, we're out. Okay. Yeah. Well, they replaced that with Foss high from Washington, which is a good quality opponent as well. Mm -hmm. um, so then Lake city was going to play Foss. Well, then all of the Washington schools basically said Snoqualmie pass looks a little dicey. We're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. That, that was a train wreck that the pass was awful last weekend. There was, three consecutive days where the pass was closed due to multiple car accidents and pileups. And it was just a, a total mess and slide off. So I don't blame them for not coming over. It would have been awesome to see Rainier beach play Hawaii, but personally, I think the game that we got was what everybody wanted, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. So they had to basically modify the schedule Nor North central being from Spokane. They were able to still come over and play. So North central played Coeur d'Alene. 
And then Hawaii and Lake City kind of looked at each other and said, uh, hey, neither one of our dates showed up. You want to go to dinner? And so Lapway the hippies... was the, the kid on the wall at the school dance without a partner. Man, that and, and, for them. Like, I was looking forward to watching that team play. Yes. And so for Lapway, they just had nothing and they stayed home, which was a bummer. Well, I'm sure they still went up and watched. Yeah, I maybe. sat with a bunch of them. There was a bunch of the kids on the team there and I sat with with uh, Jeremiah Wynott and you know, Case was there with you know some of his buddies and the coaching staff was there too. So, yeah, they represented. They were there and they actually talked about the team, you know, during some of the breaks and stuff, like kind of how they were disappointed they didn't get a play, but it was funny. It was like, I was like, Lapway sitting there. St. Mary's was sitting there in the crowd. I'm like, let's make this thing happen. You're both here. Like, did you bring your shoes? I mean, we could have probably had a, a triple header there, which would have been cool. But um, yeah, of course. They yeah. they famously played each other last year, St. Mary's and, and Lapway did. And, uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, the NIC men's basketball team, let's let's throw them out there for a scrimmage against Lapway. Let's but see man, how they Lapway played that Gonzaga club and beat them by, I think, by like 60. So, <laughs> I mean, it probably would have been more competitive, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I mean, long story short, all things considered, I thought NIC did a pretty good job of pivoting and making the best yeah. of, of a bad situation. So, yeah, uh, Coeur d'Alene gets an easy win over North Central, right? Look, yeah, good. I'll tell you what, I'm impressed with that Viking lineup. That they are, I mean, they had, you know, they played you know, they're starting five and they had another five coming off the bench and uh, Nip played great. Uh, Logan Orchard had an awesome game. I think he was the top leading scorer in that one. Um, and then, you know, Simons, the freshman came off the bench and played awesome. And, you know, so there was, there was a lot of role players for that Viking lineup that just looked really good. And, um, you know, I was kind of question marking there because they didn't, because, you know, Burgess didn't play in the game. And they didn't miss a beat without him. And that's no slight to, to Steven. He's a great ball player. But I just think that lineup's so multiple and how they can show up night in and night out. They don't have necessarily a lot of size down low, but man, they can sure cover the perimeter. And um, they shot the lights out too. They played really, you know, very unselfish basketball and, uh, you know, got that win against a North Central team that had the decisive size advantage. I mean, they had three guys in that lineup over six foot eight. And, you know, they had two six foot eight guys and a six ten player. And those guys did nothing. I mean, they shut them down. And it was it was probably well at hand halfway through the third quarter. Um, and the Coeur Vikings, I mean, they, just, they played awesome ball and looked good. I was super impressed with what they did. Yes, Coeur looks awesome. Coach John Adams uh, does that. He'll play nine, ten guys a game without batting an eye, and it's a system that he runs, and it's really impressive. Coeur off to a three and one start. Their only loss came to Ferris, the the Saxons from Spokane. Yep. Uh, they lost a good 60- team. Yeah. Yes, they lost sixty-five to forty-nine in their season opener, and and we'll find out. I mean, Coeur going to go. That down- team is coached by Gonzaga legend Corey Violet, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know if they still are or not, but wow, there's a there that fair, yeah, there's a name right from the early, mid late nineties. <laughs> if you're a, a college basketball fan, but um, yeah, I could be wrong on that one now. And he's not there anymore, but I think at one time he was coaching this at Ferris, but yeah, Coeur looks great coach Adams. And the one thing that stands out with me is that bench energy, like the energy from that team, they are all in, man. They are like so enthused with what they do. And, um, they're engaged, whether they're playing in the game or they're on the, you know, they're listening to the coach, they're cheering for one another. And that's just something I think the energy stood out in that one was that um, you just look at how they play and they just want to win. And that, that I think that's going to bode well, you know, as you go through the season. 
Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Ferris is three and two on the season, a three point loss to Chiawana. Did I say that right? Yeah, Chiawana. They're a good program too, out of Pasco. Yeah. yeah. And, and they lost by nine to Gonzaga Prep. So yeah, those are both those are both state caliber teams. So that's that's a good program right there. Yeah, for sure. And we'll fight. I mean, Coeur d'Alene's going down now to Las Vegas to play in the Tarkanian Classic uh, starting next Monday, December 19th. Uh, they'll be there right up until Christmas time. So uh, we will see how Coeur d'Alene continues to progress. So that was kind of the table setter. Yep. And then we had this big showdown, uh, the premier 5A programs in the state of Idaho, Lake City, Owyhee, not close. It, it, no. it kind of re- it kind of reminded me of a couple of years ago in college basketball. You know, speaking of Gonzaga, you know when Gonzaga and Baylor met in the national championship game, oh, yeah. these two juggernauts, and Gonzaga was undefeated, and and Baylor had an easy time with them, frankly. And and Lake City did the same to Hawaii. They win by twenty points over Hawaii. You know, I talked about how Lake City was going to fly under the radar because they don't play any Idaho opponents until the very end of December. Um, but now that they've had a chance to beat Hawaii by, by 20, now everybody's taking notice. Yeah. And you know, that lineup, I mean, and Hawaii struggled a little bit shooting from the field, especially in the first half. Um, you know, they bounded a bit of a run coming out of halftime and then Lake city was just able to slam the door shut. Colton Mitchell was the best player on the floor and it wasn't even close. I mean, he scored 39 in the game and you know, he was just going bananas and he probably, he easily could have had 50. And he was just being unselfish and dishing and Nathan Hawking uh, as a role player on that lineup. I mean, I, I think that he's the X factor in the offensive side of the floor um, because you get so many teams that are going to focus on Blake Buchanan and, and Colton that, you know, he gets left open on the perimeter. He just drills jump shots. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's from three, if he's shooting from, you know, the elbow 12 to 15 feet away, he's, he's just dropping them. He played a great game. The The one thing that stands out with that lineup too is, Zach Johnson on the defensive end absolutely handcuffed Owyhee defensively. They had no answer for him on the defensive end of the floor because he's just so physical and he's he's so athletic. He gets in great position. They couldn't get drives to the hoop. You know, a lot of their stuff was coming. You know, short mid range jumpers just because they couldn't get to the rim. Um, and you know, Blake obviously pretty good rim protector. It's one thing I've noticed in his game this year is he's gotten way more aggressive. Uh, on, on especially on the defensive end, but on the offensive end as well, he attacks the hoop really well this year. Um, but you know, you didn't see him showing off his jump shot that he's really worked on too. But like that, that is a complete high school team. I'm telling you, like that is one of the better teams I've seen at the high school level in a long time. And I went to high school with like Josh Heitfeld. Um, you know, to, to talk about Gonzaga lore, and I got to watch him play Adam Morrison and like a shootout back and forth in high school for when Adam was at Mead. I'm telling you, this team is like, you know, those caliber, like upper echelon teams. I mean, that that performance that they had on Saturday night was impressive. Everybody came out of that gym just like kind of a gasp. Like they just did what to the defending state champs? And uh, yeah, I mean, the the defense, this it was just suffocating. That de- the defensive end of the floor for the for the T Wolves was was a spectacle. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, obviously, you know, why he has this very heralded junior Liam Payne, who's uh, famously got an offer from USC last year after a tournament in in California. I mean, during- you were talking about Jack Payne from last year, and you're thinking Liam Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, <laughs> Liam Liam Campbell. Yes. Yeah. Lee, yeah. He, Zach Johnson shut him down single handedly. Yeah, like, I was gonna I was yeah. gonna ask if Johnson guarded him. Yes. Yeah. 
It was it was kind of a, sh- a trade off. They'd have Zach on him, or they would put Nathan on Nathan Hawking on him, and they shut him down. Like he really just was not a factor in the game. Yeah, that. Uh, so so I said Liam Payne earlier. Do you know who that is? No. Ryan? This is my this is my radio career bleeding into sports. Uh, he, he's he's one of the guys from One Direction, and then he and then he, <laughs> and, then he and then he and then he went and had a solo career as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Liam, Liam Campbell, Liam Campbell I mean, like just yeah. he struggled in the game and, and really I mean I was sitting there with Brandon Fury and, and with um with Jeremiah Why not and just looking at each other we were just a gasp like it was an absolute spectacle of what he was able to do. He was scored at will. Like they just had no answer. He would, you know, cross over dribble, take a step back, drain a three like it was nothing. And you know, he'd go drive the lane, attack the hoop, get a layup. They just had no answer for for his ability to score. Um, so, I mean, I think it was in the, in the quarter line press coach winger was quoted as saying, um, Idaho state got a, got a gift in that one. And I'm, I'm standing like that. He's a higher caliber player than, than big sky, but yeah, if he's going to go to ISU, he's going to start right away. Like that, that kid is, he's the truth. Yeah. So Colton Mitchell, Colton Mitchell is already Lake city's all-time career leader in points. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he set the record for most points in a single game. And that went over Hawaii with 39, which is yeah. just, you know, Skylar Burke is still going, Hey, I put up 41 in the uh, all-star game last year from Coeur d'Alene, but <laughs> well, it's one thing too, if you're like scoring 39 against, you know, Lakeland or something right. like that, he right. did it against Owyhee, like the number one, the then number one team in the state. Like that was just an incredible performance. I can't, you know, sing that team's praises enough. I think that they're the complete, um, you know, it's going to be themselves beating themselves going down the stretch through the rest of the season. I don't want to play super prognosticator and overhype somebody, but like this, the only way they lose, I look at it is if they beat themselves. Yeah. And, and the, for, for Mitchell and Buchanan and Johnson all started as sophomores, you know, five seniors starting in the lineup. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> the, ju- the, ju- the journey they've been on, where as sophomores they got to the state championship game and lost to Meridian. Then last year as juniors come into state as the number one overall seed, ready to to get back. And you know they famously stubbed their toe against Centennial in the opening round and lose. So this is a group that's focused and yep. motivated to get back to that championship game and and finally deliver as well. So and and you can see that certainly. I like their bench too a lot better this year than than last year. They're not so heavily reliant on, um, you know, just the starting five. They got a couple of role players came in and played key pivotal minutes for him, and, and the bench looked great. I mean, for that Lake City team, and there's there's still some youth on the back end. You get outside of the starting five, all those guys that are playing on the back end are coming back. Um, so, you know, things are going to be okay. They're going to be a different looking team in the future, obviously losing, you know, a starting lineup that is crazy good with four division one, you know, caliber players and, you know, an NAI it's okay, fine. Ottawa university is one of the top NAIA programs. Like you can't be too ho-hum about that lineup. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something to keep your eyes on throughout the season of what they're going to be able to do. Um, you know, I think having that early test with Hawaii you know, definitely uh, sets them on the right path. I think that they're going to, I don't want to say rooster walk, you know, through the rest of the year, but they're, they got, they kind of proved it now. So now they can back it up a little bit. And I think, the, you know, we'll see them make around the state championship. I really do. I feel it's yeah. their year. 
Yeah, for sure. Last point on Colton Mitchell. I'm going to make another dating analogy here where like Colton Mitchell is a 10 and Idaho, Idaho state is like a four and they're like, they're like way out kick their coverage here. Like, yeah. Like, and, and so, and so Idaho state is like checking in every day. Like, Hey, how you doing? You, you still, good? You, you still want to be with me? You still wanna... They got a great personality. Good parents. I mean, Idaho state has got to be like, no, no offense to Idaho state, but you know, Colton Mitchell, I think could, and, and with the transfer portal now, too, I mean. Yeah, that. that's what I look at. It's Maybe it's a stepping stone. I don't know. But, yeah. like, I look at his skill set. You know, <laughs> some people say, like, he gets slided because he's only, like, 6'1". I don't care. The dude can freaking play. Like, yeah. give me a break. I, for all we know, maybe he gets flipped. I don't know if he gets flipped in the senior season or not. But, like, there's got to be teams that are still knocking on that door for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Idaho State is just like holding on here. Like, okay, come on, just uh, let the ink dry and and we'll see. But yeah, anyways, a yeah. great great win for Lake City. Yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, speaking of eye opening performances, we got to talk about <laughs> we got to talk about Lapway. You know, we're we're not going to talk about Lake City and Lapway every week on the prep cast, although we could. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll highlight yeah. other teams. But man, they, they want to throw some sponsorship, like you know, our way. I mean, we could make that happen probably pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, we could, right? Um, but they just they're just demanding our attention right yeah. now. I mean, uh, let's talk about. So Lapway last week, Case Wynot comes out and scores a triple double. Yep. 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. I I can't remember the last time I saw somebody hit a triple double in high school basketball. Hitting a triple double and then doing it when I mean like sometimes you'll see it with a big where it's like blocks, right? He's playing on selfish basketball still. I mean, you look at he's able to put up 36 and he's still dishing double digit assists. Yeah. I mean, that tells you that the brand of basketball that the coach Eastman's crew is playing. Like you look at last night, you know, they hung they hung triple digits again last night and their win over Clearwater Valley. Um and then you know you're getting tw- you know, Elias, you're out. It's getting 23. You get a double double out of Terrell Ellenwood Jones, and then you have why not going off for over 40 again? Like, I this lineup, I mean, this team is outplaying their classification, but easily. Um, but I would put them on par with like you know the, the upper echelon teams, any classification in the state. I mean, just look at how they play, and not only are they good, but they're unselfish. They don't have to rely on Case, but it just so happens that he goes off. But it's not like they're dishing it to him every single trip down the floor because he's passing the ball well, too. And, you know, he's averaging, I believe, over six or seven assists a game. Um, so if you're seeing that out of your your like top score, that's telling you your your team's pretty well balanced. Yeah. Terrell Ellenwood Jones in the, in the win over Clearwater Valley last night, 15 points, 15 assists. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I mean, oh, that, it's insane. That's, yeah, that's just crazy. And. I mean, obviously dunks don't count for extra points, but you know, they're, they're throwing it down with the best of them right now. I mean, I saw it, we had it on our Instagram page, but um, there was a dunk last week. If you can get on, I know it's on YouTube too, but if you go follow Lapway's um, basketball program, there is an alley-oop that is like sports center top 10 worthy like pass. I mean, I don't know how Terrell threaded the needle with that alley-oop, but it was unbelievable to find to see the like the vision of of case cutting on that it was just crazy and uh so yeah if you can find that one that was pretty awesome high school play it was pretty outstanding yeah pretty legit so back-to-back games lapway defeated genesee 105 to 32 
Then they beat Clearwater Valley 105 to 34. So Clearwater Valley is looking at JMC going, yeah, we at least scored two more points than you guys did. <laughs> yeah, and it makes it fun. I mean, and you look at some of the other programs. I mean, like, I don't want to say circle and dates on the calendar, but the game with Lakeside is going to be fun coming up uh, on the, the 4th of, of January. Uh, looking forward to that one. That's that's going to be an outstanding one. And, um, you know, just this, there's some good basketball being played at the lower levels right now by a lot of these teams statewide. And, uh, you know, there's there's players to watch. It's not just the, the five A's anymore that people keep their eyes on or like the Hillcrests of the state. Like you, you got to keep your eye on this, like lower the lower classifications. There is this high quality play that's going on um not just lapway i mean oakley and grace and those teams down there are playing really well too um so yeah it's it's gonna be fun i think once we hit the state tournament i think that the competitive balance is is coming back a little bit obviously lapway is trying to to curb that because of what they're doing to everybody else but it'll be interesting to see what they can do at the avista tournament uh coming up in a couple weeks down in lewiston they're gonna get a play you know the likes of lewiston or pendleton oregon or moscow clarkston washington um, so there'll be some of those teams at that tournament that they'll get a chance to play some bigger schools. Yeah, Lapway opens with Moscow at the Avista tournament. And from there, it all depends on who else advances. Um, and then right before that, right before the holidays uh, on the 22nd, they're going down to uh, Oregon at Treasure Valley Community College. And they're going to play Baker High School from Baker City. And they're four and one. Yeah. Baker Bulldogs. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that so they, I mean, they scheduled up. I mean, obviously, opening on what they did to post falls at the beginning of the year, you know, it would have been great to see what they could have done with Linden, which is a great 2A team in the state of Washington. Um, you know, so there's there's other games that are out there, like kind of teams that you're watching, like, you know, Pullman beat Lewiston the other night, um, you know, some which is a smaller institute. It's the same classification as Linden. So that tells you the quality of, of basketball that happens in the state of Washington. That Coach Eastman did did the right thing with his scheduling this year. I think he really was able with what he's able to schedule. Um, did a great job setting up, you know, the competitive balance for that Lapway team. Um, it's just you can't just say, "Hey, you're going to play us this year." You know, if you're a one A D one team, you're not going to get every five A team to schedule you because it does put a dent in your max preps rating. So you know, people are understanding like they have to look at it. it's like, well, why can't why won't somebody play Lapway? Why can't they go play these guys or these guys? Because they're not going to schedule them because it hurts their ranking. Even if they lose, like it really hurts their ranking. Then, but um, if, yeah, if you yeah. win, the computer goes, well, you were supposed to win. Exactly. And if you, which which is why I give kudos to Cordelaine last year, post falls this year for for scheduling it because. I don't think coach Adams or coach McLean care about max preps that much, to be honest, no. they just want to get better, <laughs> which yeah. is how it should be. So, sure. but you're going to get the teams. Like, I mean, if you're looking at like Eagle, Hawaii, Lake city teams that have a lot at risk for when that comes state tournament time, you're not going to see them scheduling the, you know, one one state champ, no matter how good they are just because the computers don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate for sure. So sp speaking of post falls, let's let's talk girls hoops. The post falls Trojans. Wow. Eight and no. I mean, I mean, this is insane. Look at this. Post falls eight and no. Lake City, eight and no. Coeur d'Alene, six and no. This is we're, we've seen this movie before, right? This happened last year. All these teams <laughs> Where we seen this before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to give a special nod to post falls, though. Uh, uh of course, we're we're never biased on this prep cast, but 
a colleague of ours, Brian Hall, is the, the head coach for the Post Falls girls basketball team. He was a broadcaster for us during football season. He's done baseball for us in the past as well, uh, and, and basketball. Um, but man, he's got he's got the Lady Trojans rolling at eight no. Um, and I think that's the most impressive because we knew Lake City was going to be good coming into the year. We knew Coeur d'Alene was going to be good. Post Falls had the most question marks in terms of, okay, they maybe lost more than those other two, but they haven't missed a beat and they just picked up a big win over Mount Spokane. Yeah. Post Falls, I look at them too. And it's, they, they're, you know, once again, we talk about unselfish basketball, they play a complete team game. I mean, they're, they're really just bought in and they can win multiple ways. They need Capri Sims to go throw up 20. You know, she can do it if she needs to, you know, if she needs to contribute and just get, you know, 13 points and 10 boards like she's gonna go do that down low too she's i saw that she committed this week to uh central washington university as well so she's gonna play d2 ball uh for the wildcats out in in ellensburg which is that's awesome for her and congratulations for the the scholarship and the ability to play at the next level um but yeah that's a it's just a it's just a balanced lineup i mean we saw that last year with what they had and we thought that they were young last year and you know they had a few you know senior pieces that were role players in the prior runs that ended up, you know, they surprised a lot of people and got to state and, you know, showed up. But, um, you know, you look at post halls and what they do. I mean, that league needs three bids. I'm just telling you like <laughs> the truth on that one, but um, they're going to certainly make things interesting the rest of the way. I wouldn't be surprised if they split with Coeur d'Alene in the, in the season series. Um, and that's no slight to, to coach Simon's team. Cause you know, she's a, great coach and has a great program around her too. I just look at, you know, what they do and they play, you know, they ratchet on defense and they slow the game down so well, they keep themselves in a lot of ball games and they're going to win close ones. Yeah. It's going to be again, fascinating to watch those three duke it out all regular season long. And then knowing that, okay, only two teams get to advance out of districts and only yeah. One team is guaranteed a spot at state. Second place has to go in that play-in game. It's going to be heartbreak for somebody really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. expanded, expanded playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. Just expand the opening round. There's a way around that that we could fix, but do yeah. we want to fix it? It's the question. But that's right. another conversation for another day. For um, sure. You still um, had four more bids. That's all it is. Four more bids in one weekend. You play on the play-in weekend. It's super easy. Problem yes. solved. But yeah. yes. Anyways, uh, if, if only it were that simple. Most <laughs> uh, yep. Falls girls are going to go to the Gisa Winter Shootout uh, starting next Monday. So good competition again. And um, the Curtis Classic is coming up uh, on the boys' side. We mentioned Lake City's going to go there uh, yep. over in, in Tacoma. So yeah, uh, they're going to get play some Western Washington teams that you know play a physical up and down brand of basketball. And, you know, you talk about transition buckets, there would be no shortage of that. And in in, I think in those games, but uh, Lake City is going to be able to handle their own. I really look at that. They're going to finally get a chance. I think we they could see Rainier Beach there, if I'm not mistaken, which would be cool to see them play um, that team. But there's going to be some, some good programs over there on the west side that are at that tournament. Yeah, for sure. And then speaking of out-of-state competition, let's turn the page to wrestling. Friendly reminder, we have a standalone wrestling podcast each and every week. Uh, it's called the Matt Chat Prepcast. It's on IdahoSports.com. We go and we do it live. Every yeah, you guys did awesome last night. Yeah, it yeah. was great. 
Yeah, we have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just the host. I'm not an expert by any means, but I, I bring <laughs> I bring on a lot of smart people that know know the sport really well. And so we have a panel and a discussion and, you know, fans can get on and, and give shout outs or ask questions. We do it live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page and Twitter account. Yep. Of course, you can go back and watch it uh, on replay or you can download it as well um, and Download it audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcast. That's the Matt Chat Prepcast. It is a wrestling only uh, podcast. But Ryan, I know you love to talk wrestling, so let's <laughs> let's break it down. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year because it's tri-state. Yep. It's Washington. It's Idaho, and my home state, Montana. Yeah, no, and, and tri-state's a great tournament. I mean, you look at it. You got the juggernauts from Montana, like Flathead. Um, you know, they were just last week and I believe they came to Inland Empire and won it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I keep trying to remember, I'm trying to pull up the team scores from that one. I can't find them right now on the spokesman review, but, um, you know, and then you have obviously like post falls is there mead from Washington, from Spokane, um, is a, is another great program that comes over central Valley's always got a tough lineup university from Spokane. Um, you'll get some of the, you'll get a lot of actually schools from like Western Washington will be here and, and some schools from the the Tri-Cities area. Um, and then you always get like some of these hammers that come in from like the smaller schools that always be like potlatch always sneaks a few in that are like hyper competitive. And um, so you, it's, it's an awesome tournament because you don't get to see, it's not like what you expect if you go to like, you know, a, no offense to district three, but like you go to a tournament down there and it's just like the same schools week in and week out are always there um, to where this one, you get to see guys that you won't see the rest of the year. Um, with the exception of some of these schools go down to Raleigh Lane. But, um, you know, it's a chance for the, the the small school guys to show up. And usually you'll get some, like, eye-openers, like, matches that, you know, you get a defending state champ from the state of Washington gets, you know, stuck in the first round by a kid from Bonner's Ferry. I mean, it's just – it's pretty cool that, um, you know, see the level of competition that happens there. And that, that crew that puts that tournament together does a great job um, inside the, the gym at NIC. And – you know, the friendly confines, you could say, but it, that place gets packed out for that tournament, which is awesome. But, um, you know, it's it's been historically one of the better tournaments in the in the country, um, you know, for a long time. And obviously, the last few years it, with Washington and the way things happened there with with COVID that some of the schools had to drop out. This year is going to be the first returning, I think, full field um, that they've had for wrestling. So it'll be uh, interesting to see what what happens now with, um, you know, everybody back at full strength with a with a you know, lineup of just absolute juggernauts that, that are going to be there. Definitely. Uh, so, so Mead won the uh, team title at the Inland Empire last yeah. week. Coeur d'Alene took fourth in the team standings and we had some individual champs. Uh, Dax Larson uh, won the 145 pound title in overtime over a kid from Colville. Uh, yep. And then, and then Preston Jeffs of Lakeland uh, won at 285 uh, by pin. So, uh, well, you know, keep your eyes on like Colville, that Washington team. They're a 1A team, but man, they've got, they're bringing a full lineup to Tri State. Um, you know, there's going to be some weight classes there that are going to be stacked. I look at 132, uh, where you're going to have Hoyt Haas from Lewiston. Um, he's, he's a fun little wrestler to watch, man. That kid is, an, I've seen him wrestle since he was a little guy, like four years old. He was, you know, bringing home national titles and stuff. So, like, the, the kid can bring it. Um, so it'll be, it'll be. Interesting. I think the Bengals bring it. You know, a couple of really good wrestlers in Robert Storm from Lewiston at heavyweight, Preston Jeffs at heavyweight. There's, you know, Clash of the Titans that could be happening there at Tri State. 
Um, so there's there's going to be some some definite matches to watch at Tri-State. And you're going to see most of the lineups with kids coming out of football. Everybody's kind of near full strength for wrestling and, and conditioning-wise. So you'll see uh, a high-quality product this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting for sure. And uh, you mentioned Haas from from Lewiston. Uh, it was either him or somebody from his family was uh, watching live last night uh, the Matt Chat prep cast because they Wouldn't came. Wouldn't surprise me if it was his dad. His dad was a Clarkson grad too. So yeah, it was yeah. So, somebody somebody from the Haas clan was on there last <laughs> night. I do I do know that. So um, and then and the one last wrestling note I did want to touch on as well is. Uh, Grangeville this weekend is going to be hosting the first uh, Andrew Beck Memorial Tournament. Awesome. We've, we've talked about this uh, a couple of times throughout the year. Andrew Beck, an icon in the wrestling community, really a pioneer uh, in terms of women's wrestling yeah, in the state of Idaho. You know, he's got daughters that that wrestle. Um, is, yeah, she's legit, and she'll probably win a state championship this year. And yes, yeah, it's a big loss. No, he was a great guy, and like you said, a pioneer for especially for for women's wrestling in the state of Idaho. And you know, there's a lot of you know girls in the state that with having their own state tournament now that can attribute that to a lot of the efforts from Andrew and and getting that thing rolling and getting that ball moving uh, in the right direction for for women's wrestling and giving an opportunity for, I mean let's just look at participation numbers for girls wrestling this year in the state of Idaho is insane. It's awesome to see like the numbers that have blown up. It's in the, uh, what was it around like 300 this year? If I'm not mistaken, way past that. Yeah. Or five, no, it's 500 and something. Yeah. It was like 525. Yeah. So, um, they, they needed to, so last year it was eight, eight woman brackets right yeah. and they they wanted to expand it to 16 this year and the ihsaa came in and said okay well we need at least i think the number was don't quote me on this i think the number was 600 okay. they said they said we need 600 participants across the state to expand it to 16 and they, they blew past that that's i want to i want to yeah. say they're pushing up to like 800 almost if that's so, if that's the case because like yeah that because i know that participation they said was like through the roof this year compared to prior year um, which is awesome to see. I mean, and to, to fact to having a girl state tournament, um, you know, Washington does it. It's just been, you know, and I saw when they first put that in at, in the Tacoma Dome there in the state of Washington, I was coaching at the time. Um, like it was just awesome. Like it's been, it's been fantastic in the quality of, of wrestling and, and what you're able to see. And then now the colleges have been adding women's programs and the ones that are, you know, in our geographical region, the women's programs that exist are just at a super high level. Um, you know, it's, it's something I see continuing to, to grow. And, uh, you know, it's something I think that we'll start to, Idaho, I will say, we'll, we'll start to carry the banner on, I think, uh, when it comes to women's wrestling in the future. Yes. Okay. So I, I want to, I want to correct the numbers I said earlier. I, we all know I'm not the number cruncher. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, th- I think the number was 550 okay. to get to, and they got, they got to like 630. Um, That's awesome. Certified uh wrestlers for for girls this year that's so cool right that's so awesome 16 16 participant brackets at girls state Heck wrestling yeah wrestling. that's, that's a, as awesome. it should be that's awesome yes. yeah. yeah so we're we're so excited and uh andrew beck of course really was one of the founders of, of getting that movement started he'll be recognized this weekend in grangeville at the first andrew beck memorial tournament and so we'll we'll keep an eye on that this weekend yeah. as well so all right a good weekend of competition especially on the wrestling side but we're gonna have some interesting basketball matchups as well and 
Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be back again next week, Ryan, to break it all down on another edition. Stay, stay warm up wear, there. Yeah. Right? Wear my Santa hat next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's uh, it'll be the uh, North Idaho prep cast Christmas party. We'll, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that... no, that's a, uh, and it's, you know, a, uh, it'll be a fun weekend. I think especially with wrestling statewide, you got some big tournaments coming up uh, throughout the entire state of Idaho. So that, that, Matt chat's going to be blowing up and start popping off here in the next few weeks with tri-state. And then you have Raleigh lane coming up right after the new year and uh, rolling through the, the meat and potatoes of the season. Like there's, you know, you got kids that are going down to the, the iron man and gosh, it's yeah. State of Idaho is definitely turning heads in the, in the nation as far as wrestling goes and some big name recruits coming out of the state too. Yes, uh, we got done with the Matt Chat Prepcast last night, and we got done, and we said we're going to have so much to talk about next week because all everybody, everybody is competing somewhere yep. this weekend, and so, yeah. um, and and Ryan, again, uh, I I have extended the invitation to you off air, but you are welcome anytime you can. To come <laughs> yeah, I can I can join for probably about a half hour. <laughs> I'd have to dip out, but yeah, that's that's, that's about what we uh, you know I try to keep it to about a half an hour. So okay. we were at thirty one minutes last night, I think. On the match, okay. so. perfect. Yeah, I was I was there for like the first twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, or 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 at least we can bring you on at the beginning to talk about Tri-State because you're going to yeah. be there this weekend and you're going to be, be shooting you're going to be shooting some stuff for the IdahoSports.com Instagram. I will. Yeah, since now I have the the login capabilities to do that, and I will <laughs> definitely be uh, posting some clips on there. So make sure you follow the page through the weekend, um, and I'll try my darndest to tag the kids if they've got an Instagram account. Um, so make sure that if you're a follower, go follow our Instagram page and tell your kid to follow it so we can tag your kid. Um, just FYI, um, make sure to get our athletes the recognition that they deserve. Um, so if, yeah, if you can go ahead and follow our Instagram account and then make sure that your, your athletes are following too, if you're a parent, um, that would certainly help us out so we can make sure we tag the right people. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Not some, some random Nathan Hawking from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened last weekend <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh, well i'm sure he had a nice surprise when he looked at me. <laughs> yeah anyways uh mistaken identity uh, that's right it's all, yeah it's all good all right well thanks for tuning in everybody uh to another edition of the north idaho prepcast for ryan skaggs i'm brandon bainey we'll see you back here next time on idahosports.com